Welcome to the Grace-Filled and Graceful Podcast, where we break free from feeling like we have to be in constant hustle mode in order to hit our success goals while growing our online businesses. I'm your host, Jennifer Emanuel, and I share bite-sized, actionable strategies, systems, and tips that allow you to focus on your God-given strengths and experience so that you can provide a great income for your family and all in a way that feels good to your soul. Let's start today's conversation. Well, hey, it's Jen, and today on the live, um, today I'm actually um, doing not only the podcast, but I'm also going live on YouTube, but uh, welcome to our friends over at YouTube that are watching. uh, Today, number four, podcast number four, we are um, talking about having more will not satisfy your soul, being more will make your soul sing. So welcome to the podcast. I have been having a really great time with these podcasts. Um, The editing is getting your information out to your uh, perfect clients. It's uh, it's really important that you find a method of getting that communication out that really makes your your soul sing so that um, you are enjoying the process of growing, growing your online business. So like I said, welcome. The reason why I decided to do this is that um, I learned recently how to be more and do less. And aren't we aren't we excited about doing less? We have anyway. So I had the opportunity of speaking with a wonderful lady um, through my I guess you could call it a mastermind, Kelly Brock. And I'll put all this in the show notes. But I am part of her. Um, love the things that Kelly's teaching and the really amazing women that she brings to us. Doing one thing. Uh, as far as communicating what you have for your, sorry, communicating what you have for your people that you're serving, and then doing one thing, and then cutting it up and repurposing it, so that just doing it once, you now have a blog, a uh, all of your posts for social media, you have your small group information, you have your podcast, you have so just doing it once and then cutting it up so that you are doing less doing. Does that make sense? So I'm excited to try it out. This is my first time. And, um, you know, getting the podcast live is going to be completely different than getting it all edited. So um, this is going to be fun. And I'm going to learn a lot. So I'm excited to jump in. We're going to be talking about today is the trouble with more. The trouble with more. And today I'm going to be covering several um, sub subtitles, I guess you could call it, um, lies in my life, seeing the pattern of believing the lies of being more and what does it look like. And then we're going to wrap up with confidence, uh, some vocabulary words, <laughs> helping my my daughter with her vocabulary. This is this is kind of coming, the, the mommy and me is coming out. So vo- vocabulary words, we're actually going to focus on eliminating. And then a really big question at the end that'll lead to next week's podcast. I want to start by saying the shame is what holds people back from speaking and encouraging. And if I can do nothing else for you on my platform, I want to encourage you. You are not alone. You and I are much more similar than we are different. And we can do this together. I really believe that we have been sold a bit of goods. If we do more, if we do it just like this, then we can have what we want. That is not the truth. I did what I was supposed to do in many instances, and it never brought me the satisfaction that I was looking for. Because we follow the rules that someone used to seemingly 
win their game, the game that they were playing, their rules helped them win their game. Just because we follow that person's rules doesn't mean that we're going to get the same result. In fact, I think it does more to mess with us than it does getting us closer to a result that we want. So the question is, and you could probably agree with this, is what is it exactly that we want? We might want a business that succeeds. We might want to be looked up to. We might want to be able to employ a lot of people. We there's there's just a bunch of of mess when it comes to the what do you want? And I don't know about you, but whenever I have really focused on what do I want, more and more she was realizing that then I want stuff. Now I have a goal poster over here and it has a bunch of pictures of stuff that I would like for either myself or to be able to purchase for somebody else. Going deeper than that, what is it that we want? And is what we want in alignment with who we are? If you haven't been able to visualize this for yourself. My daughter came home yesterday um, from fifth grade and she said that, and so she spent hours trying to jump for a minute. And whether it was coordination, the jump rope wasn't long enough, whether it was her jump rope hit something, what, what if it wasn't like cardiovascularly, she couldn't make it a minute. At this point, without having any time to prepare, she might not be able just to jump in there and jump for a minute without stopping. Now, there are there were people in her PE class that could do that, and they did it the first try. So what exactly was it that she wanted? She wanted to be able to do it so that she could be part of this club. And is it in alignment with who she is currently? Since she hadn't done any practice at this, she couldn't just pick up a jump rope and be a superstar and hit the goal. She wasn't finding any joy in the process. Now, if she wanted to be able to jump a minute and she had a month to practice and she was willing to practice and have fun practicing and learn each step of the way, then she probably could have done it. But knowing exactly what it is that we want, plus in alignment with who we are, and will we be finding joy in the process? That wasn't, that option wasn't given to her. And she probably would have had a much better outcome. So what are, what are you willing to admit might might go wrong. If you're in this journey, you know, you know what you want, you're in alignment with who you are, you're finding joy in the process. Are you willing the next step is to admit that you might be wrong in where it is that you want to go? And then knowing, will you be thankful when you get to where you're actually going to end up? And that's gonna, we're gonna wrap that thought up at the end when we talk about confidence. The problem is more is that it's not quantitative. When is it enough? When will our souls be satisfied? Wanting more is giving kind of a giving the boot to gratefulness with what you have. When you're grateful for something, don't you treat it differently, right? Are you grateful for what you already have? And how can you tell if you're grateful? How do you treat it differently? When you're grateful for something, you treat it differently. I just learned this. The fact that we all have energy, we emit energy. And I thought that love was the high, highest frequency. I just learned from my friend uh, Renee, and I'll put her information at, at the bottom too, because she does a lot of stuff with self-hypnosis. She would be really helpful for you to know. She taught me that higher than the frequency of love is gratitude. So I guess the bottom line is, is do we want to spend our entire life chasing more more clothes, more stuff, more experiences, more recognition, more, 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 more. And while I believe that our world is a world of abundance, that there is more available to us than what we could ever use, there is enough for everybody, more than enough to share and despair for everybody. I think what we are, we're fo- focused on the wrong issue here. So let's get down to it. 
our world's focus is on more and the lie that we should want more, that we need more, that we're not enough, that what we have is not enough, that what we have is not good enough. When I was preparing for this podcast, I was, I thought backwards. I thought, okay, when did this start? I mean, it starts when you're tiny, 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 based on survival, basically the fear and lack mindset. What do we do when we're hungry? We get upset about it. Survival, right? It comes from a a headspace of panic, of of lack, of survival, of not thriving, but surviving. And our world focuses on that. It focuses on the fact that our brains react to this. The world plays to the emotions of a three-year-old. So I thought it would be funny to um, share some of the lies I believed growing up. Because I can remember having these thoughts and they made perfect sense at the time, right? And maybe you can relate a little bit. Um, I believed that my Barbies needed that extra vanity set, that my Barbies weren't happy Barbies unless they had that Corvette. Or, you know, let me just get this Palomino horse for my Barbies and I would be all set in the world of my friends with the Barbies. And the, that comes all in with um, fitting in. Fitting in is, is a survival. It's a survival thing. Okay, here's the next one. That beautiful model on the commercial selling strawberry suave shampoo would make my hair prettier. And what would that make me? That would make me more valuable, more liked. Um, If you pay more for these clothes, people will like you more. Again, with fitting in with your peers. Okay, then after some time, I, I hope that you're at this point in your life too. After some time, we start to realize that more isn't getting us anything. The, t- the hustle, the hustle is getting us nothing but tired, okay? It's definitely not making us happier. It's definitely not making us more fulfilled. And it's definitely not making us more satisfied. Chasing the more. Because remember, I got the special jeans. I even got a special matching denim coat. And I still didn't feel like I fit in. I followed the rules of the game and I still lost. I followed the rules. I did well in school and I got a degree. Nobody wanted to hire me. I, I did what I was supposed to do in the relationship, but I still got hurt. So after some time, hopefully you've reached that point in life as well, that we see the patterns of our mistakes. We see the beliefs that we had do not serve us. Being more is what is going to give us that happier, peace, more peaceful, more fulfilled, satisfied feeling. Finally, satisfaction. Anytime that I've tried to eat more healthy, and I don't really eat poorly, but it usually comes with don't eat bread, which is a whole new thing now. Now they're saying bread is fine. But um, when I eat protein and lots of vegetables, I'm it's very difficult for me to get to that satiation, that, that feeling of contentment. I eat until what I think I'm full, and in 20 minutes, 10 minutes, I'm hungry again. That is exactly what happens with us when we believe the lies of more. We finally hit the perfect outfit, and yet we still aren't enough. So let's talk about about being more instead of having more, doing more. And what does it look like? I learned this from Kelly Brock, who I'll put her information down below. The key to being more is winning the moments. We can practice. It's one thing I like about uh, this yoga thing that I'm doing. Um, she always says yoga is not an arrival. Yoga, yoga is a practice. We can practice winning the moments. 
knowing that we're going to make some mistakes and be okay with that. Being more means doing less, doing less, wanting less. Then my first thought was when I was learning about this, well, if I don't do more, won't I fall into laziness? Like, oh, I can be, I can be great sitting here staring at the TV. No, that's not what this is about. Being more is not about turning lazy, doing less. Being more is a knowing your God. I got this from the Solo Bible Bible study book, and I'll put I'll put a link to that too in the show notes. But uh, today on uh, day twenty five, it talked about reality versus God reality, and this was the quote: "Place where your tre- the place where your treasure is is where you'll want to be most." So, is our treasure in dressing perfectly? Is our treasure in looking the part of the perfect mom slash business owner, having the same hairstyle to prove that we're worthy? Is it is it driving that car to show people that we are successful? Where are we putting our treasure? Is our treasure having the latest iPhone or is our treasure in knowing our God and delighting in growing a relationship with him? That's being more. B, being more accepting that we were made in his likeness and we reflect something about him. Going back to my daughter, who's 11 and is very perceptive. She has been talking a lot about how she sees herself as compared to her friends. I'm trying to think of when I realized that my job was not to live up to the standard my friends or the people that I admired were living, but to live up to the standard that God made me. Probably in my 30s. So accepting we were made in his likeness and we reflect something about him. I reflect something about him different than you reflect something about him. He's given you different talents and skills and desires and strengths than he has me. And my job is not to live up to what you've been asked to do and how you reflect him. My job is to live up to how I reflect him. So take these gifts that he's given us. It's a chance to make his gifts glorious to him. It's almost like like praise and worship. Like, look at what you've given me and look at how I get to reflect it back at you. It's almost like a way of, of worshiping him. What's one thing that we can do to help with this, this journey? We can cut out the distractions. And it's so difficult. It's so difficult. I think about sometimes, well, what if I was, you know, 100 years ago and I was living on the farm that my great-grandparents had? What kind of distractions would I have had? You know what would have been this distraction? My own imagination. But imagination is great, right? <laughs> Nowadays, we're teaching people, you need to use your imagination. It's not just constantly staring at something, but use your imagination. Simplicity, I believe, is the key. So as difficult as it is, and as on top of it as we have to stay, cutting out distractions. So when we're focused on our job, we have so much more joy and peace and trust and faith. Things start to come in more focused. And when you build this muscle, you can see the smoke and mirrors for what they really are. They is an illusion. It's an illusion. There are illusions to play to the fears of a three-year-old hiding deep in your brain. Being more is not about what you do. Marinate ourselves in all of this self-help. And I've been guilty of it too. You know, we start the self-help journey thinking that it's going to make us better. And that, you know, maybe we do gain some skills and our skills give us some different perspectives, but it's never cut and dry as read this book, get this life. We can read this book that talks about the perfect morning routine, thinking this is going to solve every issue that I have. 
and we're let down. And so what do we do? We buy another book. This is going to be the answer. And while they have some good ideas, self-help, quote unquote, is not the answer. And so I really don't try to make myself as a self-help person. I really want to be a teacher to teach you things based on the fact that we're all in the same boat and I might be more willing to talk about it and pull back the curtain and focus on truth instead of the lies. Where was I? Okay, so yeah, it's not about following the plans that somebody sets out for you. Our, all of our plans are going to be different. The step-by-step morning routine. If I can do these this morning routine step-by-step, I will land that perfect job. I will make the six figures. It's trying something that you think will help you be your best each moment. Remember, winning the moments? And if it doesn't fit, take it off and try on something else. You'll know it when you find a good fit. It's like you're in the dressing room with a bunch of different outfits. And this outfit looked good on that model. And this outfit looked good on her friend. And this outfit looked good on the hanger. (laughs) But none of them look good on you. And then when you find the perfect fit, you don't have to second guess it. Like, you know it. What do we say? This was made for me. But we have to be willing to try things, which is, is kind of the scary part, right? Being more meaning I, am brave. I'm willing to step out. I'm willing to make a mistake and I know I'll be okay. That is being. It's it's w- being willing to live. That's so hopeful and that's so abundant. It's not surviving. It is thriving. I'm willing to make mistakes. I'm willing to try new things. And you know what's the best part of this? The best part of being willing to make mistakes and try new things and know that you're going to be okay on the other end, it makes for great stories. <laughs> You know, it could be embarrassing for me to say that I was so focused, middle school, high school, on wearing the right things. It might be embarrassing for you to admit that. I don't mind it because it was pretty silly, but um, it makes for a great story. And what do great stories make for? They encourage other people. Stories are so important. We be willing to live to make mistakes and to try new things. And I think that was probably my early 30s, maybe mid-30s, when I decided that it's okay, I'm gonna make mistakes. What is it? I think I've done a video on this before. I went to this, here's a funny story. I went to this um, camp. So this, uh, what is his name? T. Harv Eckerd. He wrote a book called The Millionaire Mind. In the back of the book, there was a free, uh, what is it called? A free ticket to an event in the Dallas area. It just happened to be, there happened to be one in the Dallas area. So I went, I brought my husband and um, they give you the value. They teach you things. There was, you know, hype. There was emotion, all this stuff. And then they offer you the chance to go to a different thing. And so I did that. I went to the different thing. And it's a super long story. I won't tell you the whole thing. Basically, one of the things that I learned at this this different thing was um, the idea of ready, fire, aim. So how old was I? I was probably late 20s, early 30s. And the idea is if you waste all of your time aiming, putting the pressure of perfection on yourself, worried that you'll miss, make a mistake, you're not going to get anywhere. That it really does pay to aim to fire first and then aim. And wouldn't you say in life, that's so much more doable than ready, aim, fire, and expect perfection? Now, if you were a sniper, I'll give you a pass on that one. Ready, aim, fire is about the only thing you have. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, if you're a normal human being, ready, fire, aim, readjust, fire, readjust, fire. Okay, so how does this pertain to our business? Um, our businesses as women in the online space? That's a great question. How can we be more? Well, one of the things, um, going back to the very first uh, point in this this section, is knowing God. So I believe that he has a small voice, a still small voice. And we have to get quiet 
in order to hear it. Almost like we're sitting at his feet. And um, I've been learning about meditation for a couple years now. It's something I practice just like yoga. It's not that I'm perfect at it, but I, I give it a go and I cheer myself on. And just getting quiet is a powerful being more. Getting quiet and listening. And if, although it's probably not going to be audible, you'll hear it. Just like that outfit that fits. Finally, let's talk about gratitude. At the very beginning, I talked about the fact that gratitude has stronger vibrational uh, frequency than love. And how can we expect to handle more when we can't take care of what we have? We can't be thankful for what we have. The want is negating the gratefulness. How are you when you first unwrap that Barbie when you're a little girl? Like, that's the best thing ever. That's the best thing ever. And after a while, you start to not be grateful for it anymore. Maybe she gets a little dirty. You decided to take some uh, permanent marker and draw on her, <laughs> not realizing how permanent marker worked, um, we kind of lose the gratitude. And then we start the cycle all over want. But if we can stay in that gratitude, how much more happy we would be. So we talked about the world's focus, the world's focus on more. The fact that the world plays to the mind of a three-year-old in lack and scarcity and survival in his likeness. That more distraction that will fix the pain in our souls is smoke and mirrors up, I wanted to talk to you about confidence just briefly. Again, my daughter was talking to me about this jump rope thing. And her question to me was, why Why did all the popular girls, why could all the popular girls do this jumping a jump rope for a minute and I couldn't? And so there's all kinds of things. We're going to have a conversation about this later. But my question to her is going to be, what makes somebody from the eyes of an 11-year-old? And what exactly does that mean to her? And one, what if she is looking up to girls for certain traits, what are the traits that are attractive? And really, while we're here on the earth, our goal is to be salt and light. So what would make us as female business owners that are serving a client, bottom line, how can we build that confidence? Because would you not say confidence is attractive? Pride and ownership is what I think of. Knowing that we're capable and we have the secret weapon, confidence is what attracts people to us. And in the end, that's what we're called to do. Knowing that we are safe to do whatever it is, but more importantly, to be who we've been called to to be. And being proud of the gift that he has given us to reflect back to him, to be attractive. And we can do this through our business, through winning each moment, learning about emotional strength. So wrapping up, let's talk about some vocabulary words that I think I was going to say we should eliminate, but instead of eliminating it, why don't we just become aware of it? Aware that words have power and that we can use words. We can, there's so many so many amazing words. Let's let's pay attention when we start to use words like, I want that, I need that, I need you to do something. Um, enough, enough is a tricky word. I don't, I can't. The I can't is really the big one. Let's just pay attention to the words that we use. Let's just start there. We can have some victory. Some victories called out next time. Paying attention to what we say to ourselves, what we say to others about more. Next week, I'm going to be talking about currently my favorite character in literature and how it relates to the person that I want to be for myself, for my family, for you. And I wanted just to put that out there. Who? It might not be somebody that you look up to in literature. It might be a character in a movie, somebody in real life. Who is it that you look up to in character? And it's and it, the way you can describe this is it's not in what they do. It's who they are. It's their being. And what is that trait? What is that trait? I'd be anxious to know. Or how about this? I look forward to learning. <laughs> 
So thanks for hanging with us live on the podcast today. Uh, We're going to be live next time as well, but uh, I look forward to connecting with you then. And be sure to take a look at the show notes because uh, there's a bunch of things that I promised that I would put in there. And it's all there for you. Thanks for joining us.